A very happy start to the Memorial Day weekend. It is Friday, May 28th. I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis, and I have this headline for you. And yes, it's a real thing. Britney Spears has a Shakespeare musical, and it's coming to D.C. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> and if you need some more culture, the Smithsonian has announced a rollout of reopening of their museums. And there's another new mu- museum that you might want to visit. Um, it is the Museum of the Mermaid. But they're not. Re- I know. Uh, well, well, I, I guess get we'll into it. get into that in just a little bit. Also, the reason for Memorial Day, one woman's mission to honor the fallen at Arlington National Cemetery, a really poignant and really powerful thing that she is doing again this weekend in the nation's capital. Plus the big holiday travel plans. We got to tell you about that. And Maryland. Oh, Maryland's got some more millionaires. We're going to tell you where you should try to make some friends. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We love DC. Tommy and I were first neighbors, then friends, and then we actually hosted a morning radio show together. We've even been each other's in case of emergency contacts. I was your contact, right? Well, I changed it after I got married. I hope that's okay. Anyway, we bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. That was a lot. Let's get started. So somewhere deep in the broadcaster podcaster handbook, it tells you that on the Friday before Memorial Day, you must talk about the travel forecast for Memorial Day. I'm sorry I don't make the rules. I just follow them. AAA says that 37 million people are going to hit the roads and bridges and air and rails and uh, all the places. 34 million are going to be via roads. That's about 6 million less than the pre-pandemic numbers. But Kelly, everyone they're saying is a lot of people are going to be have traveled on Thursday night and they are working from home in their vacation location today, Friday. Which explains why traffic is just like, it doesn't matter when you leave. Yeah, totally. It's <laughs> just like, it's just it's yeah. constant stream. And also gives me a lot of anxiety hearing like 34 million people are traveling. Like mm-hmm. just like, as one that is traveling, like that just freaks me out. Hope is though that a lot of people will also work from home like Monday and Tuesday from their vacation spot. Maybe they were able to make that happen. I know that's what we're doing. Um, we'll be working from vacation on leaving like Monday, Wednesday morning to get back. Or just take a vacation day. <laughs> yeah. But if you tell, well, I mean, you're my partner and boss. So I feel like <laughs> if I'm telling you this now, um, I'm the jig is up. <laughs> I'm not your boss. You need a vacation. Well, thanks. I appreciate you approving my form. Um, <laughs> let's talk about these new era baseball hats and how stupid they are when a big company tries to be all live and local. Yeah, these um, these are they were so much fun to see on Twitter because people get so snarky. So new era, of course, they're the official cap supplier of Major League Baseball. They released a line of local market caps. And they had city-specific designs for every baseball club. Even the name is stupid. Local market caps is a stupid name. That's like such corporate speak for live and local. I agree. And also like having a big corporation telling local markets like how they should feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's, of course, let's start with the Nats cap, which is just bizarre. (laughs) It has like, (laughs) yes, it it just has. And it also people are comparing it to like a 90s clip art. 
it has like a generic eagle on it. It does have that look to it. Yes, yes. Like a smattering of like themes that should be on a cap. It has a generic eagle. There's um, uh, there's a 1776 patch, which I, I mean, I know that's significant in American history, not so much DC history, but the same patch is on the Phillies cap. <laughs> well, there's only so many clip art varieties, Kelly. You gotta, you can't get too crazy with those. For sure. And then on the back, there's like what looks like a hot dog, which I think they're trying to go for like the half smoke. You know, that's kind of like a DC thing. Right. Like the best but chili bowl thing. They really didn't nail it. Just think about all the iconic things in DC, like the Capitol Dome or the George Washington Monument or I don't know, Cherry Blossom. A panda, <laughs> a Georgetown cupcake. I mean, there's a lot of things you could have done. For sure. For sure. You could have had, you know, the space for our, where our two senators should be. All the things that could be very <laughs> DC specific that you don't have there. What, I'm, I'm like trying to zoom in on the photo that you sent me, Kelly. Does it say 1501 with the DC map? What is that? What, it, what is going on there? 1901. And I believe they were trying to go for when the Expos first came to DC or won the World Series. I'm not really sure. That's I, stupid. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, if you're going to do a date for a baseball cap for Nats fans, do you know what that date is? 2019, when we won the World Series. Yeah. You could have done like <laughs> 1 0 today, or there's a lot of things you could have done. Boom. You yeah. Baby Martinez, boom. Yeah. I, I like, though, how um, people got snarky because obviously they started like editing those. And, and this is like, this is mass outrage. Like, Minnesota's not happy. Cincinnati's not happy. Tampa Bay's not happy. Kansas City's, like, no one's happy about these caps. But um, people started messing with them. And so like the San Francisco one, you can see stitched on the side is two bedroom, 4,800 a month parking extra. <laughs> <laughs> what a sign of San Francisco. Or they put um, a trash can on the Houston Astros hat because they're oh. cheaters. <laughs> That's how they did their cheating. Well, uh, New Era got the message because they got like bombarded on Twitter and they pulled the caps. <laughs> Good. Good. They should pull the caps. That's they want $35. I can't believe it. <laughs> and it just makes me so mad that like big companies are like, we're going to give the local people what they want. But it is kind of cool because every city's outraged by it. It wasn't like they yeah. just like pooped on DC. Like everybody's not pleased about these caps. <laughs> totally. Totally. And like just, just bare minimum, don't put the same patch on the Philadelphia cap as DC. They're big time rivals. We still haven't gotten over Bryce Harper. Like <laughs> just, just, just that alone. Somebody in the new era design team is having a really bad week. <laughs> totally. <laughs> They're like this long weekend could not come at a better time. <laughs> Correct. It's the largest prize Powerball that's ever been won in Maryland. $731 million goes to the Power Pack, is what they're calling themselves. They've decided not to have their, you know, identities exposed, which you can do in Maryland. And they're taking a $546 million payout. We don't know how many people this is, but the ticket was sold in Coney Market, um, which is in... Lona Cones, Maryland. It's basically like if you go to Cumberland, you keep going west. It's basically West Virginia. So cost of living and the population of Lona Coning, Maryland, um, probably pretty small. And the people said that they're not going to change their lifestyle, that they're just going to keep on living and invest. Here's the really bizarre thing, though. It's I know it's only takes one ticket to be the winning ticket, but if it's a group of people, you'd think that they bought lots of tickets. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I it, it, it's unclear. They're just it's weird because it's they're anonymous. We don't know how many people there are. We don't like if you have a group of people, don't you buy more tickets? Like, what's their statement of being like? We've been together for like twenty years, and over the years, yeah, like it's just it's a little weird. I and, and and not to mention, it's taken them like four months to come forward. Yeah, they're just being real quiet about the whole thing. Yeah. So even if. There were 500 people in this pool. A million dollars west of Cumberland has got to buy a lot. <laughs> you can buy west of Cumberland for that much money, I for think. Sure. And for so, sure. like, can you imagine if it's like five of them and they have, they're all sitting on $100 million in Western Maryland? Yeah, uh, you got taxes. Yeah, you, you say that every time. <laughs> and, like, you say that about the taxes the same way someone's like, I'm not changing my lifestyle. And then $100 million hits your bank account, and you're like, nope, designer poodles for everybody. <laughs> uh, screw it. I'll see y'all later. I got a debt. I guess so. You could even buy your own gosh darn mermaid museum if you want to. Okay, I was trying to figure this out. So there is a mermaid museum opening up. Now, what is really bizarre about the whole thing, it is, um, you know, mermaids aren't like a thing, but of course they've been depicted in artwork for centuries, right? And so they are going to have mermaid-themed artwork. Um, and it is about 10 miles from Ocean City. Mm -hmm. The reason why I say that is that if you have children, let's say it's under the age of seven and it's raining and you've paid a lot of money for your Ocean City vacation, <laughs> this might be a little reprieve for you to take the kids and be inside and enjoy some mermaid artwork and some beach theme nautical stuff. So are they setting out with the Mermaid Museum to make a case for mermaids being real? Or is it know. more just like mermaid fandom throughout the years? Mermaid fandom throughout the years. They even have like a Cheeto that they bought on eBay that's in the shape of a mermaid on display. Huh. I don't know that we could use the museum word for that. <laughs> well, I mean, a museum is anything that's on display, right? Is it? I'm not exactly sure what the exact definition of museum is, which, you know what? I'm going to go look for that now. Okay. So BRB. But I feel like... Maybe it's like an exposition or exhibit, but I don't know that we can use the museum word. You see these all the time in tourist towns. They look for little ways to like get people to engage and do other things. And again, it's saved for the rainy day for the family that like is like, what the heck am I going to do? It's pouring rain and I've got four or five kids under the age of 10. You know, if you do one of those group houses. This, this is what this museum is meant for. I was going to say, if you have four or five kids under the age of 10 and your own family, you got a lot more to worry about than a, true, a mermaid museum. And, and you probably perfected how to keep them busy on a rainy day. No, <laughs> that is an art. Um, $11 a head, too. Huh. So it's, it's not a cheap thing. $11 for the mermaid museum in this economy? Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Oxford defines a museum as a building in which objects of historical, scientific, artistic, or cultural interest are stored and exhibited. Yep. So that means that artistic and cultural mermaids are a cultural thing. I mean, yes, they just are. So I think that 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 meets it. Now, it's no comparison to like the Smithsonian, which we also have in today's uh, headlines, because they finally came out with an announcement of the reopening of the remaining 10 museums that we were just waiting to hear. And I didn't realize there were 10 left. I'm going through my head in D.C., like the National Museum of African-American History and Culture, open. The American History, open. The Zoo, open. The Native American Museum, open. The Renwick, open. The Portrait Gallery, open. Are there really 10 more? 
that I, I don't know where they would be. Well, there's a couple in New York. There's a couple in New York. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. There's Smithsonian's in New York? Apparently. Uh, there's an American Indian and a design museum. Huh. But there's still, you're thinking about the ones that you're missing, though, here in D.C. National Air and Space Museum, the Hirshhorn, the Anacostia Community Museum, and you can't forget the Postal Museum. Of course not. Wait, I am so upset about that. I thought the Smithsonian was like an only like a D.C. thing. Well, I think it's headquartered here, but, you know, yeah. like every good headquarters, you can you can you can travel a little north. It's OK. I wonder if like the Smithsonian took over these museums. Like what what the history is, right? Like, did New York have a museum of the Cooper Hewitt Smithsonian Design Museum? Whatever that is. I wonder if that was like an original Smithsonian plan or if it was like a museum that was like going under and then the Smithsonian was like, we'll come save you. Ha ha. Yeah. I, I don't have that answer for you, Tommy. Hey, if you know inside the real fun DC app, that's where you can leave us an audio message. And by the way, I don't know why you wouldn't want to leave us an audio message for any of this stuff we're talking about. Um, I, I'm going to ask somebody about, about this. Cause I thought it was like a just DC thing. The majority are in D.C. Tom. Yeah, we'll, we'll take totally. the majority wins. Totally. The New York branch, though. I have a lot of questions about the New York branches of the Smithsonian. <laughs> it's just nice to have a free museum in New York. True. You know what? Look at us helping out in New York. Way to go. One more thing we're doing for New York. <laughs> this weekend, of course, the whole purpose of Monday is honor the fallen. Honor people who have served our country and made the ultimate sacrifice on Memorial Day Monday. And one young woman named Emily started something sort of by accident online last year and it's growing at Arlington national cemetery. I love this story. Yeah. She went to go visit her grandfather's grave. And um, obviously last year it, the, the memorial was mostly empty because of COVID and uh, she just put randomly on Twitter. Hey, um, does anyone have any friends or family that are buried at Arlington? I would love to pay them their respects. And she thought she might get one or two friends involved she got hundreds of people involved. Wow. And that's turned awesome. Out was going to be like a 30 minute visit turned out to be six hours as she was kind of going through each of the requests and taking photos and saying their name and honoring them. Um, so what does this young lady do this year? She's doing it again on Monday. She's going, she's got a little bit of help from the, um, from the Travis Mannon foundation they're going to give her um some flags and some flowers and she's going to go visit hundreds along with a bunch of volunteers that is a really cool thing and maybe yeah. we're seeing this now as like a start of a new tradition that's how reads across america got started they did like one little section and then it became the whole cemetery what a yeah. what a cool future thing to people to get involved in yeah, very cool. And because even with with or without COVID, many loved ones don't have an opportunity to see the grave maybe ever. Right. Um, and so this is a really cool way with social media to, to keep everyone connected there. That's really awesome. Way to go, Emily. Way to be awesome. Speaking of, too, on the Memorial Day front, we mentioned this um, a couple of days ago, but Rolling Thunder is happening again this year, too. So that's something to be uh, ready for with some street closures and um, just awareness as, as these men and women come to DC and they ride for POWs and missing in action, um, that that is back again this year too, which is great. Yes. Yeah, so expect that on Sunday to see a lot of motorcycles and road closures. 
You ever have one of those moments where, like, you know all of the words in a sentence, but you've never seen the words in that order before or with those <laughs> other words? <laughs> yeah, and I think this is one of them. Britney Spears is the inspiration and will be the musical book for a new Shakespearean production, comma, that's happening first in D.C., I don't even, what does that mean? So I, I, same thing. It, I was like, what? I saw this in the Washington post and I, I'm, I'm so excited. So of course there's all these like puns in the article too, about like being so lucky rather than toxic. So Broadway producers and the team at the Shakespeare theater company in DC, they have put together a once upon a one more time. <laughs> And it's described as a fractured fairy tale musical built around the songbook of Britney Spears. Did she sign off on this? She had to have, or whoever owns the publishing rights to her music. I mean, maybe her, maybe this is her dad being like, I'll show you. I don't know. But um, the Shakespeare theater wouldn't just like roll something out. They didn't have permission to use. And apparently it's been in the works for a bit. And now that I say that out loud and I'm reading this Washington post article, I met, I think like three or four years ago, we got wind of something like this happening. Right. Didn't, didn't that like, this is the first time I'm hearing it. I, I feel like I've heard this before, but it was way before the free Britney movement and all of that stuff was happening. So, um, there, uh, <laughs> it's an ever evolving take on Hamlet and 12th night. And it was announced that the pre-Broadway tryouts and debut would be happening at the Shakespeare Theater, debuting on November 30th, 2021. That's going, exciting. Yeah, going through January 4th. And then they're thinking that the next stop for them would be New York on Broadway, um, which Sydney Harmon Hall is where we're going to see it in D.C. Uh, Nederlanders are producing it. They, um, of course, own a lot of Broadway productions and they, they produce a lot of Broadway stuff. But the thought is that it will be going, and we've we've seen this before in DC, right? With like Dear Evan Hansen and um, Mean Girls and Beetlejuice and all of these, um, they've had their they've had their pre tryouts here. Yeah, and you've missed every single one of them. So <laughs> I saw Mean Girls. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Mean Girls is no Dear Evan Hansen, but yes, <laughs> I'm just saying is all. No, I did not see Dear Evan Hansen. Um, ben Platt and the Dear Evan Hansen crew were less than a half a mile from where we used to work when they were at Imagination Stage. Every yeah. when they were at Arena Stage, right? That's a different stage. They were at Arena Stage, and you you didn't go either. We neither one of us went. No, no. And Ben Platt actually came into our studio, and we asked him about Pitch Perfect. <laughs> well, he was in that movie. I mean, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't known yet. That's right. So I think that, I think this would be fun, Tommy. I mean, I don't I'm not a big fan of Shakespeare. Sitting through a Shakespeare plays sounds like torture. But if it has a little like modern twist to it, I'm I'm in. Uh, yes, I am not a Shakespeare fan. Britney Spears fan, however, <laughs> I'm there. And if Britney Spears is going to be the reason that a whole other generation learns about Shakespeare, one more important contribution she's made to <laughs> the culture which then we need a Britney Spears museum. <laughs> oh, next level. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you um, check out our past episodes. I can't imagine why you want to want to listen to all of the past episodes on the real fun DC app, or you can just go ahead and search Tommy and Kelly show anywhere you get your podcast. Kelly, have an awesome long weekend. Yeah. Happy Memorial day. And we'll see you next time. 
hope you subscribe. And if you want more of us, realfundc.com. I can't imagine why you wouldn't want more of us.